This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 175th episode of the Wordplay Podcast. I've been digging into the next rewrite of my historical The Deepest Breath. I've been putting it off for a while, both to let other projects wind down and to sort of catch my second wind for another go at it. I took the time to chart the arc of every scene, both to identify characters' goals and the conflict impeding them from achieving those goals too easily. It was totally worth it. It helped me spot some weak points that were niggling at me without really telling me what was wrong. And another thing I did was to go over my big reveals, the moments in which crucial information was revealed both to the characters and the readers. Then I went back and made certain I wasn't playing my hand too soon or hinting too broadly in earlier scenes. So now I'm finally ready to dive into the rewrite itself. Pour on the conflict. The latest post in the video series on my blog reveals the varied layers of conflict we can choose to include in our stories and why we want as many of those layers as possible. To watch it, visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. New videos are posted every Wednesday. And while you're there, be sure to check out the fun post 15 Degrees of Inspiration for Dreamlander, which went live last Friday. And now, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, the third in the series What I Learned Writing Dreamlander. This installment is titled Why Non-Writers Give the Best Critiques. What qualifies someone as a beta reader? The term itself tells us this person is someone who reads an early draft of the story, but there's so much more than just that. I like to think of beta readers as sort of junior grade editors. They're not full-fledged, bona fide, paid and professional types with half glasses pushed on their noses and red pins behind their ears. But that doesn't mean they're any less savvy or any less important. Something that was reinforced to me over and over again during my years-long journey with my fantasy novel Dreamlander, coming December 2nd, was the importance of beta readers. I was blessed to have the input of nearly 20 editors, critique partners, and beta readers. They educated, encouraged, occasionally humbled, and always helped me. Without them, the book would never have made it past the pile of pages stage. Most of my beta readers are writers in their own right. Their knowledge of the craft augments and reinforces my own. When we start talking about POVs, voice, dangling participles, and plot points... We're all speaking the same language. They're writing right alongside me in their own, sometimes bumpy, writing journeys. They know what it's like to be a writer, and our shared experiences and knowledge create a solid foundation of trust in our relationships as givers and receivers of literary criticism. But there's another category of beta reader that is just as valuable as my fellow writer, and that, of course, is the non-writer. Non-writers can't bring technical knowledge of the craft to the table, but they bring something else, their objective experience as readers. Most readers aren't writers. They're not going to know the technicalities of the craft. They may not even recognize or care about some of the gaffes that would have our fellow writers gasping in horror. But they know what they like, 
and they know what they don't like. The very fact that they aren't writers keeps their opinions from getting tangled up in the technicalities. I received two whoppingly good critiques of Dreamlander from non-writers. Both were experienced fantasy readers, and both were unafraid to let me have it where I deserved it. They brought up concerns that my writing beta readers didn't, both because of their unique perspective as outsiders, and I suspect because they weren't so caught up in critiquing methodology. Now, it's also true that not all non-writer beta readers are able to get down to the nitty-gritty level necessary to offer truly useful critiques. Some simply aren't going to be interested in criticizing. And that's okay. A positive review or two is always welcome early on. And some may not be able to communicate what they instinctively like or dislike about a story. Choosing a non-writer beta reader isn't going to be much different from choosing a writer reader. You're going to want to select someone who is, one, willing to read the book. Asking someone to tackle a large reading assignment, especially one that is inconveniently formatted as a PDF or a pile of loose pages, should never be taken lightly. You're asking for a big time investment, so don't take their help for granted. Two, he needs to be an experienced reader. Someone who likes you but doesn't like to read may enjoy your book or not, but he's unlikely to be able to give you the kind of qualified feedback you need to improve your work. 3. He needs to be familiar with your genre. We all hope our stories will be appealing enough to cross genres, but our first goal needs to be dotting our I's and crossing our T's within our own niche. Readers who understand fantasy, mystery, and romance will be better able to spot scenes that aren't working and tropes that have been done to death. 4. He needs to be opinionated and proud of it. Ideally, you want your beta reader to be a sensitive soul who can convey his opinions in a tactful way that won't smash your tender writer's ego alt bits. But you absolutely need him to be forthcoming with his opinions. If he hated something, he needs to be brave enough to tell you, and you, in turn, need to be brave enough to take the bruising and thank him for it. None of this, of course, is to belittle the importance of our writing buddy's input. I'd have been lost without their help. But in our often easy access to writing friends, we can sometimes overlook the resource of non-writers. The next time you're on the hunt for a beta reader, don't forget to consider the ranks of the not-so-common reader. In the end, their opinion is the one that matters most anyway. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week. <laughs>